Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. All right, I would describe my current state. Like, if you want to know how I smell, I was thinking about this earlier. I smell like if two gizzard shad went and made love in a sauna. That's kind of how I smell right now. It wasn't near hot enough today. No, but like that's the best picture I could paint. I can't think of a better way to describe it than what I just did. I put some thought into this, Sam. Not too much. No, I don't put that much thought into anything. <laughs> but the, I maxed out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Stu. I smell like a shed. Yeah, you do. But you caught him. You're, yeah. you're the bait guy today. But you I've, caught him today, no, too. Yeah. Not, many, not as many as Stu. No, and no magnums like Stu got, but I caught a few. I'm just, you know, underachiever. But anyway, what I'm really interested to hear about, and I was thinking about this, too. Tell me the story behind your biggest blue cat. It was kind of by accident. I mean... Well, does anybody ever catch a big fish? Like, like I'm going out to catch... The biggest fish I've ever caught. I thought that's what you try to do every time. Well, I'm just fishing. I don't know. I don't put much thought into it. Like, I'm doing fishing stuff. If you're just going out to catch fish, go pull boards and catch nothing but channels. And well, I, then that's a good point. You know, I guess I'm. If you just want like, numbers, if I, go, if I go flathead fishing, you're after the biggest boy in the river. But that's just flathead fishing to me. Yeah. So I don't put, I don't attribute it to. Or compare it to, like, I'm going to go out and catch my biggest ever. You're not disappointed if the, you don't catch this trip, the biggest. Like, I don't go on a trip. I'm like, this trip is dedicated to mm. catching the biggest flathead no. or biggest catfish. Or yeah, whatever. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, it's just sometimes it happens. So I'm assuming. This, it was high water. We were looking for a place to fish. Like any good fisherman would say, I see that spot. Good to anchor up the rods out big fish pretty simple really well i mean there's got to be more to the story like did he smoke it did was it a oh slow no it was just down? a real slow takedown 
like a log looked like a log floated in the line. Yeah, I compare that. And then line ripping or what? No, no line ripping. It was just, just like dragging in just a just was like it a cold? log. Was it really cold? No, no, it was uh, October. So yeah, it was, it was a little colder. I mean, yeah, it's not sixty degree yeah. water temperature. Well, like roughly. winter fishing. But yeah. yeah. So he fought like a pud. Yeah. He was just big. Just big, big bucket mouth. You ever hook that fish who's just not that big and just whoops your ass? Oh, so, yeah, I've got 10-pounders that have fought harder than 50s. Yeah. I mean, multiple times. A lot of times those little ones fight harder anyway. Sure. They're spunky. Sure. What's your biggest blue, Sam? Not that big. 30s, probably. Nothing Nothing to even get. Well, was that on up. any trips we went on, or was that uh-uh. on a different one? It was down here. I caught by myself. So you could be lying. Mm-hmm. If he's lying about a 30-pounder, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> telling the truth. Like, I didn't scale it. It was somewhere in the 30s, probably. If you're going to if you're gonna make a, a lie, yeah. you might as well go big. If you're going to make a yeah. fish story. Yeah, no. No, nothing fancy. So I'm here. I haven't even ever, like, had, like, what, a lost a bit, you know, like. Ever had, yeah, I had a hold of one that popped off. Or, well, you you know, lost like, a big flathead earlier this year. Yeah, that I mean, happens all. That, yeah, that happens quite regularly. Flatheads, like anybody, you who, get used to that. Well, that's the the crappiest part about it. Like it's so hard to get bit. Then you get bit, and sometimes they're tricky to hook. Then you get bit and you hook up, and then sometimes it's tricky to get them out of the junk. And it's just like compounded. But I guess you lost a good one today that was probably sawed you off on like some nasty shrapnel down at the bottom of the river. I'm just going with the same. I think it was my umbrella from last week. I'm just going with that story. He's a litterer. All right. Talk about the umbrella. So in my boat, I I have an umbrella, like a big, uh, like a patio umbrella. Because I have a canopy that I put over like a bimini top. But it's very difficult to bump underneath one of those. Have things. you ever seen anybody else on the river with an umbrella? Yeah, I think pretty common. I don't think I ever have. Yeah. You never. Well, have. I haven't seen. Just not high class, no. high redneck class like you guys are down here. Anyway, so so I, so I have this big like eight foot uh, patio umbrella that I keep in my boat, and basically I like to crappie fish underneath it and bump underneath it because it's so high up. You know, you can move the rod above your head easily. Mm-hmm. And I've got this like custom made pedestal that fits into a seat pedestal that you know I drill holes in so I can spin this thing around and you know if the sun's setting I can adjust and everything. I spent a lot of time with this and had this thing in my boat for like four years now and uh, no problems, nothing. I did wear out the umbrella a couple weeks ago. It just got tattered and sun faded, so I went and bought a brand new one last week and we were out here. Well, two weeks ago, I guess. And last week, we were out here on the river and put my umbrella up because it was like 109 degrees. That's crazy. And uh, was going across the river. And all of a sudden, this big gust of wind takes that whole umbrella. Mind you, I've had this thing in my boat for four years, fished through, you know. It's practically a part of the boat. It is. It's, yeah. It stays with the boat. It was even the same color. and uh, Cubby blue? No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, so anyway, this big gust of wind comes up, and it takes that umbrella and lifts it up like 30 feet straight up in the air and pushes it back up river and just drops it right in the river. And that sucker sunk so fast, I didn't even have time to kick the motor in, in gear to go get it. So it was it was actually open. 
It was open. It was up. Yeah, we were. Did it land? Stick just, down. Yep. Just just like oh. you think it would. So if and somehow it could have landed stick up, maybe it would have floated. Yeah, it, I I would assume, but it did not. I don't know. Condol- you would have thought it like trapped some air, you know, like a little something. You would have got- thought I would have had more than like five seconds to go retrieve. Gone. It. I mean, yeah. By the time I realized what was happening, I was trying to get a, a rod unhooked to throw at it. You know, that's the only thing I could think of. It was it was just gone. Well, that's a solid idea, but it didn't work. X's and O's usually add up, but in reality, it's a different yeah. story. I think we've had on on charters this year. I think I've had four hats fly out people's heads so far, and we've got every one of them. Well, I lost my umbrella. But two lost his umbrella. It's gone. My brand new umbrella. Because I don't know if I mentioned that, but like the week before, I went and bought a brand new umbrella. Yeah. Well, it was more the you said it was more the oh, was the, the, the pedestal that you built. The that custom pedestal. Yeah, that, that was. So the pedestal went into a seat. Yeah, the pe- seat pedestal. And that completely got ripped The out. whole thing lifted straight, like 30 foot. I mean, it was like something that you would see out of a movie. I mean, that thing went straight up in the air. I'm kind of sad I didn't get to witness it. You yeah. didn't get it on video? Or oh, no, no. Uh, I wish I would have. The best shit never ends no. up on video. The best is like you weren't like hauling ass across the river or lake or something. It just You were just bumping down river. I was going from one side of the river to the other with my trolling motor. So I was doing, what, mile and a half an hour? Yeah. And mind you, the week before this, I had drove along the lake shore 15, 16 mile an hour. Yeah. With the umbrella up. With the it, umbrella up. It was fine. It was fine. That must have been a pretty stout gust of wind. Uh, yeah. Like one of them little dust devils. Imagine imagine if you would have been attached to it. You would have went on hell very I went on horizon. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to go in that river. You don't think the umbrella could lift you? Maybe. I could have. I just don't want. I, I definitely don't want to swim across this river. No, no. Have I don't you guys like seen, heights. Have you seen the canoes yeah. that come down? Yeah, that's dumb. You want to do that? No, it's dumb. I'd do that. I wouldn't do it's that. Dumb. I wouldn't feel bad about that a bit. I seen those water skiers down there one time. I kayaked the Missouri, although St. Louis. There's a little more industry here than where it's you're. A little at. hairy. <laughs> you know, a little more industry. Well, and it's it's just neck down. You know, everything's neck down in the middle of town, and and uh, the current's faster. There's more traffic up and down the river, and there's more obstructions. And How many barges did you see on the Missouri? I, oh, when I, when I was there? Yeah. Zero. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I can count on one hand how many I've seen total. Not that I've spent a pile of time down there. Yeah, way. but still. But yeah, it's, it's a different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, barges. Not fun. Luckily, there wasn't much moving today. No, it was a pretty good day, really. Yeah, there wasn't nothing. Uh, yeah. It was Sunday. Sunday. Didn't have to deal with the uh, the paddle wheel boat. Oh, have the, you seen the paddle wheel yeah. boat that likes to come like 10 feet from you? I never had it come close. Oh, they like to just be right on top of you. And it always freaks me out, too, because it's like if my trolling motor goes one way or the other, I'm going to run right into this thing. Do you, uh, do you get a paddle wheel bite? Like a barge bite? No. Oh. I just get angry whenever it comes back. <laughs> you just by. get angry. I'm not, that thing will make a beeline. We actually looked it up last week to see how much it cost to, to go on that thing. And it's 25 bucks a head. You can go. So how many people are on it? It depends. It just depends. Well, I mean, how many people they are They probably run every saw. couple hours or something. Oh, it comes by all the time. I don't know. They probably load that thing down with 40 or 50 people at a time. Mm, pretty good coin. Pretty good, yeah. So is it gas-powered? Yeah, or diesel, I would assume. Yeah. 
You've seen it. It's a fake paddle wheel. No, I've seen it, but I don't know how they work. I'm not a paddle wheel boat this is a expert. Fake paddle. Yeah, they got a prop on it, and that thing just kind of moves. Paddle yeah, wheel. It, is it? Yeah, yeah. Watch it sometimes. It's going way. If you watch it, that thing's going way. There is a motor driving the fake paddle wheel back there. It's, mm-hmm. How did the real ones work? There was steam, and they steam. that worked, but that steam is what turned the paddle. The paddle wheel. Yeah, it okay. was on a big cam. With a, you know, like a. That makes sense, but I didn't know what the mechanism. Oh yeah, it was just a steam source. engine, just the stroke of the cam turned the wheel. Yeah, that makes sense. Just like a train. If you ever seen the wheels on a train. Oh yeah. Yep. Same thing. Same thing, just with a power wheel. Gotcha. I'm feeling edumacated already. But yeah, that one's fake. (laughs) Could you imagine, though, whenever that thing came down the river for the first time and you'd been the guy on a keel boat with a pole pulling up this river for all them years? No. Like, you had to be like... You imagine the forearms on them guys, That's what I mean. They look like freaking Popeye, I'm sure. Could you imagine pulling a keel boat from New Orleans up to St. Louis? I don't know how you'd do it. Yeah. I mean... You're talking four to six mile an hour current on a regular basis. You got to be pushing that boat at a faster speed than I'm that. guessing, though, it progress. wasn't as fast back then. Why? It's not channelized. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I could see that, yeah. But like, it was a lot more marsh. There was a lot more little right, islands. So and it's stuff. three to four mile an hour. Yeah, it's still. Mean, I mean, still, yeah, you're talking. You're using a stick to push a boat faster. You know how bad it is? Have you ever tried to push, pull, just push pulling in like a marsh? awful it is i guess um, you're not a duck hunter so not not in a marsh just running a push pole is awful well i've used like my stakeout poles of yeah. push poles but you, know, you ain't going very fast up river no i imagine there's a technique to it there's gotta be. well yeah when you do it every day there's gotta be something to it i mean i guess there's the dudes who guide down in florida they got those push poles yeah like and there's a technique to that but they're not doing it to cover distance in not. the same capacity. They're doing it to be stealthy. Right. Or fight current. Yeah. I mean, there's current in the ocean. But yeah. In, well, some places, now granted. They're not glass, in that inlet where, like on YouTube, you see them where that one inlet is. Where they watch that dude videotapes boats. Yeah. That, yeah. Themselves. That, what's the, what, what is the name? I can't remember. The, wavy boats or something. Dude, it is kind of awesome. I can get lost in that. You're just like. <laughs> Okay, come on, people. Sell down all of a sudden. You're just like, here comes another one. Just buries it. You're like, come on. See, I like geek out and I start looking at like the hall designs. And yeah. Like, God, you're like, which one's going to take this one like, the best? That really did a well, good Well, you're job. a boat builder. Yeah, so, like, you know, no, I get I, it. Yeah. I'm not a boat builder. I built yes, you a are. boat. That means you're a boat builder. Now. Yeah. I mean, I. You've built more boats than everyone in this room. If you go fishing, well, if you go fishing once, are you a fisherman? Was that politically correct? What are you referencing for politically correct? Fisher, I think, is the term that everybody uses now. I feel like I've heard that. <laughs> if you go, if you go angling once, are you an angler? Does that make you feel better? Are we talk. Are we trying to be? No, more I don't inclusive care. You call that fisherman all you want. I'm just saying. We're, we're just trying to be more inclusive to all genders. Well, yeah, because I mean, we're we're at the it community Gosh, at this you're point. So woke. Yes, I. Am. <laughs> when I when I, if I were to see you just walking down the street, I'd be like, that guy has to be woke. I, I would, yeah. Yeah. Just look at me. Before we get too deep into stuff, you guys need to introduce yourselves. Everybody knows us. Well, you've been on a few. Man. You haven't been on in a while, and Stu hasn't been on in over a, a year. year. You guys probably forgot about me. 
I tried to. I wasn't very memorable. I try to forget about you. Well, you're the second most famous person in the room. so He's number one. No, he, I, don't, I don't think so. All right. we, we already agreed on this. I'm here I'm with second. Stu Miller. I'll introduce him for himself. Yeah. He runs the YouTube channels, uh, Total Angling Experience. And what's your track? Coon Creek Out Adventures or Outdoors? Coon or? Creek Outdoors, yeah. Coon Creek Outdoors, the largest trapping channel on the internet. On YouTube. Is it, though? I don't know. I would say. I bet it is. I'm not big into traffic. Because I don't use that title, but I mean, it is what it is. You can put on your business card now. Yeah. Dude, people put all kinds of dumb shit out there. So even if it isn't, you can just say it is. If you say it's true, it's true. It's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then Sam. Yes, Sam Powell. How would you like me to introduce you? Slow motion intros. Slow motion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I need that's sl- gonna happen. Slow mo intros with my own theme music. Well, the, the that's th- how I like to the be introduced. Theme music will be put edited in. Yeah, yeah. I'll just call him expert guide because I gotta say, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. Today was the second Sam time. Sam did a really good job of driving the boat where Stu told him to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this was the second time in my existence that I have ever been on the Mississippi fishing where I haven't been the one running the boat. So and one time was with Sam and the other time it was me. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're all in the same room. Now we're all in the same room. But he did a great job. I get why people don't want to run the boat after today. <laughs> it is awesome. Isn't that amazing when you don't do it? You're just like... Very But relaxing. you were like the whole time you're like... What am I supposed to do with my hands? That's what like, I kept, like, I he kept, didn't know what to do. I kept looking at the front at the trolling motor going... Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, muscle memory. But Sam yeah. Powell is the Sasquatch of the river. Yeah, you could say that. Um, the connoisseur of awesome T-shirts. I do got a few of them. I need to buy some new ones. I my they're well, they're well worn. Hell yeah, I like them. Yeah. They're well worn. Did you bring the Macho Man shirt? I don't. I don't know if I have any Macho Mans in there. Because last time you wore it, I caught a seventy. So uh, was I wearing? I think so. If I would have known that, I would definitely brought it. Yeah, I didn't. It might be in there. I didn't think of it till this very moment. Yeah. Did you bring the Daisy Dukes? I got a pair of them in here. Okay. Yeah, I got them. That that should get the job done. I'm trying to think. If you would have been wearing them, Stu wouldn't have dropped that monster today. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'd have been more focused. Yeah. I think if he was using Whisker Seeker line, he would have got it. <laughs> as much as I love Shameless it. plug. Yeah. <laughs> I have no affiliation, though. <laughs> I don't even know I have to plug. I have nothing to plug, so. So what's the plan for tomorrow? I have an idea, but I kind of want to hear where your head's at. All right, you stand, Stu. You don't know yet. You're here. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, you're here now? Okay, yeah. good. So what's the what's the plan for tomorrow? Well, it depends on what you guys want to do. I want to catch fish. Just fish in general or big fish or? let's. Uh, so my tournament strategies generally were uh, not that I ever won any. But we'll see what Sam thinks because he's the uh, the catfish derby champion uh, two timer. No, I only ever won once. Well, you uh, you told me you won twice. No, I only won once. Did right. I say twice? Yeah, I you only did ever say won twice. Once. So the blowhard what? catfish derby champion. No, I only ever won. <laughs> you were there though. I you was, were the way. I, I weighed your that. fish for you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, when I think of tournaments, I'm like, you got to get some fish in the boat. And then you start get that rack first, hunting them big dogs, hunting that big one. Yeah. yeah, I get that. And a lot of it's on technique. What do you guys want to do? Do we want to anchor? Do we want to bump? I just told you what I want to do. We want to bump through it. We, we want to catch some fish, 
Then put a big dog in the boat. All right. So what's the plan? That means bump for a while, and then when you get tired of it, you go anchor up, you cook some food, and then see if you can catch one on anchor, a big dog. See, this guy's a captain. I, and he's, there's a reason he wins the derbies, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Runs the boat, puts people on fish, wins the derbies. And didn't catch nothing there. Gets all the chips. Didn't, get, didn't catch a fish today, well, you, by the way. You screwed yourself over on that, because you're like, well, yeah. what, what led to it where... You said, well, I don't think I'm like, a skunk. Because you caught a couple quick right off the bat, and then Stu caught a couple, and you're like, you're like, oh, the hey. only guy who hasn't caught any is Sam, and you're like, well, I'm sure I'll catch one or something yeah. like that. I'm like, uh, you shouldn't have said I, that. I knew, <laughs> I knew I was cursed after I said it. You I know, knew it, too. You just have them slow reels. They just kill you. Yeah. That's the reason you didn't get a bite. Oh. Slow reel made that. <laughs> yeah. There's a confidence thing to it. I firmly believe that. There's a lot of oh, techniques. once you start, once you get one and start rolling and something. There's a like, lot of technique to bumping. It really, is. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more. There's a lot more into it than what it's nuanced. Mm-hmm. Like anything else, you know. There's so many things that the little stuff that the average onlooker doesn't see adds up and is the difference between. Like you add all these little things up mm-hmm. and it's, it makes a big difference. Well, and and one thing I noticed, and you know, we may try. Um, tomorrow is you noticed i was running a fairly short lead today Mm -hmm. and you were running i had a longer one quite a bit longer um and we talked about bait size as well i had a medium one i had a lot of short strikes today which leads me to believe that you know my bait isn't moving around near as much as say yours is in that current with that longer lead Mm -hmm. and being that i had several short strikes on my short lead maybe you should go to a shorter lead and maybe yeah. I should go to even a shorter lead. You know I mean? It, it, yeah. it is amazing. You, you come out here and you know, like in my situation here, I'd come out here weekly. So, I mean, it's not like I can put a pattern together every single day, like a guide would my stuff. But you have a better idea than we do because we haven't been here in a year. A For sure. Year. <laughs> a year. For sure. And I banged out the first two. Yeah. Told you I conquered this bumping thing. You, you did. You, yeah. you won. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's a, there's a lot more to yeah. it. I mean, it's 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 funny to think, you know, um, like we were talking earlier, you know, a half ounce may make a difference as far as being able to feel that bottom uh, leader length, you know. I went through a long stretch of finding the right swivels and, you know. Um, how, how sharp you lift the bait up. How sharp you yeah. lift the bait up. Um, the cadence, I feel like, is very important depending on the bottom. Uh, everything, even the, the way you cut your bait can have a huge impact. Oh yeah, I get it oh, twirling and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. there's so many little things and you know, teaching somebody this I you, think the cut and the bait thing makes a big difference. And I'm not talking about just bumping but just being on anchor. If you're in current, cutting your bait makes it an enormous yeah. difference. Where you hook it too. If you're yeah. in current. If you're Yeah. Uh, even and I, and whenever I say current, uh, you know, I do a lot of dragging with boards, which is essentially you know, making artificial current, if you will, because you're moving. It's still twirling. It's still moving. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the way you cut a bait is is huge. So, yeah, there's a lot of little things. Like we today, we were just bumping. But, yeah, there's a lot of little things that you have to just kind of build up over the course of just doing it rather than just, oh, we're going to go out and do it one day. And, yeah. you know, today. I know how to bump, but I wouldn't say I know how to bump well. Yeah, you know, I would. Time to do. I, I would yeah. consider myself. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, because like you say, you're not doing it every day. No. You're always learning something different. Yep, is and that, it's different every time. Is that your preferred way to catch catfish? 
Like if you could, if you could only catch fish for cats one way for the rest of your life, are you bumping? Yeah, probably. Just because of the, just because of the fact that you've got that rod in your hand, you're feeling that fish pick that bait up and bite it. There's yeah. no, there's no other way to catfish other than bumping that you get that same. You can catch sensation. them on a jig and swim bait. Yeah, I mean, certain times of the year during the spawn, you know, you can you can throw a cork or something. Well, the only reason I bring that up is not to be a smartass, even though that's kind of part of it. But uh, it reminds me of walleye fishing a little bit because you have to maintain that proximity to the bottom. Yeah. And when you get a bite, lots of times it's, you yeah. know, similar to walleye fishing. You're <laughs> feeling it. What are you doing, Sam? You bumping for the rest of your life? I don't think I could. I don't think I could either. Because then you can't just chill out on riverbank. I'm an anchor guy. But you know what I'm saying? You couldn't, like, you couldn't go out and camp and just sit out somewhere and fish. Because you got to keep bumping. Because you got to bump through it. You got to bump through Yeah, you can't. You know, you're committed. I couldn't do it. Everybody else is sitting on the bank, enjoying a campfire, maybe tipping. I'm just out there bumping through it. Just bumping away. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, he picked bumping. Yeah. He took the blue pill. That's only, <laughs> but I love doing it because it's something different. It's such a nice change of pace, yeah. especially when the flathead fishing. Although the flathead fishing's picked up a little bit, but uh, when things are slow, it was usually how I try to time it is when the flatheads are spawning. But this year, I didn't think I was going to have time to come down here at all. But mm-hmm. the unfortunate, uh, like set of events occurred. That led to me having uh, well, more. Are, are you going to say what these events are? I don't know if I want to. It's like you have to. Pretty embarrassing. You have to tell the. Well, I told my umbrella yeah. story. Yeah. All that doesn't have, hold a candle to my story. But it, it really, what you did was honest. Must I mean could have right. happened to anybody? All right. So we moved, and the thing I was most not most, but I was pretty stoked about in this house was the garage was long enough for my boat to fit in, and tall enough quotation marks tall enough for my boat to fit through the door well i measured from the top of the cowl down and uh i forgot that my tiller handle stuck up about two three four inches higher than the cowl so when i went to back it in it was popped up locked in so it was you know locked into position straight up and down and as i back it into the garage there's that bump so i got to give it a little gas to hop it over the bump and when i gave it gas i heard a crunch and I thought I hit my bimini top, like the light. So I pull it back out, thinking I hit the bimini top, and I hear another crunch, and I get out and look at it, and the top part of my tiller handle's just bent backwards. And I had a guide trip two hours later, so I'm, like, freaking out. And uh, hop out of, when I hop out of my truck, I see what I did. I slam my hat on the ground. And I did you say any choice words? Dropped a big old fat F-bomb. <laughs> like... The, the first time I show up at our house after, you know, closing on it, and that was my introduction to the neighborhood. <laughs> like, uh, neighbors new, peeking through the window. New neighbors here. <laughs> Spencer's out there cussing. Uh, but, yeah, Ryan came down and saved the day, thankfully, on uh, the guide trip part. The flathead assassin. Ryan, the flathead assassin, thank you for that. It escapes me sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Parts don't have all the parts currently. Uh, I think I got a new tiller handle coming, and uh, you want to grab two of them, bud. And 
Oh, Sam dropped an ice cube into the the podcast set. Yeah, I got parts coming. Got everything hopefully lined up, and we'll be back in business here before too long. But you want to talk about feeling like an idiot. I'm pretty good at feeling like an idiot, and I felt like a special kind of one at that very moment. Do we see any crazy stuff floating down the river? Oh, there was that big thing floating down there. We don't even know what it was. It looked like a headboard, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I found a story, and by found, I mean it was posted on the River Certified Facebook group, which if you're not a part of... You you're missing you. out. Yeah. I don't have Facebook, so... There's... In, that's one thing I like about you. You're good at plugging this stuff. You have no part in. I've noticed. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I've no stake in it. You got nothing. Busy yeah. kicking ass. Yeah. Well, this might be wrong. I mean, it was just it was something posted on Facebook, so it's got to be true. But apparently, in the Big Sandy River in Kentucky, somebody found a dead zebra floating oh, down river. That's pretty. Does cool. that not take the cake? That's pretty what, cool. Man? But uh, we got some other... A dead zebra. I mean, what would you do if you saw a dead zebra floating Just keep down going. I'm not sure I'd know it was a dead zebra at first. What? I mean, what do you what expect? What else looks like that? What do you expect? It's black and white. We found a whale one time. In a river? No, in the lake. A whale? A whale. Like what? Just... <laughs> I, I have so many funny comments I could say about we're going to be politically correct. So we do a lot of bow fishing, and obviously with bow fishing, you know, you've got the lights of the, of the boat at night, and, uh, you know, they only cast out about 30, 40 feet or so, and we're both going along. It's just dark everywhere else, obviously, and we're trolling along, and it's early in the morning, you know, it's like 2, 2.30, and me and my buddy are sitting up in front of the boat shooting fish, and all of a sudden, we see eyes like glowing eyes but they're like elevated over the top of the water i'm like what is that it was moving at the same time you know like saw a live whale no no it ended up being like this eight foot inflatable whale oh jeez so we found a whale. you had to play it like that like you found a, a dead whale in some lake come on i this is supposed to be He's engaging. Yeah. He's drawing the people in. Yeah. I mean, it was good. You, you had me. You had him. Yeah. You fell for it. It looked just like Free Willy, so. I mean, we loaded that's up. That's not a whale, then. It's a Free Willy's a dolphin. No, is it? It's a killer whale. Yeah, but they're in the dolphin the family, perfect. I think. I think they are in the dolphin family. Yeah. Because we know. got Mr. Dolphinologist over here. Uh, really dolphinologist <laughs> if it's named a killer whale yeah but i think they're the same like species yeah, or, you know it's like, a common name you can like a dove a, a dove a is technically a pigeon no it's the other way around pigeons a dove a, a pigeon is a rock dove, a eurasian rock that's dove. that's right well i knew it was something like that you got the point yeah. but, but so, yeah maybe so that what i'm saying is you can common name people call anything they want you know like down here, you call bluegills brim. No, we don't. See, you're not in the south. More proof yes. you're not in the south. No, no. We're, we're... You don't even have blue cats in your lakes. We got them in our rivers. You got them in a river. It's the only river. Iowa has them in a river. Yeah, we're not from the south. And we're not from the south. You could be. No. 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 I'm not playing that argument. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to get in on this argument, watch the Meat Eater pod or listen to the Meat Eater podcast that Stu was on. World uh, famous Stu. Yeah. 
Stu is uh, being very reserved right now, but he got worked up on that. That was kind of entertaining. Yeah, that was the only thing he got worked up by is that you're from the South. Yeah, because I don't like to be associated with Chicago. But you don't have to be. That's that's what everybody assumes, though. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and like, you say you're from Illinois. Oh, you're from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's in, the only association. In most people's defense, who would assume those things, most people from Illinois are from Chicago. Yes, but Illinois it, is also. It's like what do you say? It's like eighty-five percent of the population. Like I, yeah, don't quote me on that, but yeah, it's something ridiculous. That's crazy because you still got some decent-sized towns like Peoria and Champaign-Urbana, and they're not huge, but they're yeah. they're good-sized towns. Yeah, there's it some. May, yeah, it may not be eighty-five. It, it's a large majority. We'll say like we'll say minimum fifty percent. Oh yeah, it's, I think it's definitely higher than that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We're just saying on minimum. Yeah, minimum. I'll I'll go with that. But yeah, no, we are. Illinois is a, a very diverse state as far as terrain population. So there's Chicago and everyone else. Yes. Yeah. It's but just like if you say you're from New diverse. York, it's everybody just, just assumes you're from New York City. Same type of deal. Oh, I would think that the, the people in New York, yeah, would have the same opinion. Yeah. Right. Because I, I got buddies from Western New York. Western New York's like around, you know, it's in the farm. Mountains, co- it's no, it's, no, it's farm country over there. Western uh, is. Farm. So what parts of the mountains and like north? Well, there's like north, like the lake in the Great Lake, one of the Great Lakes. Well, it's the west. Lake. Yeah, it's Ontario. Yeah, yeah. I got that buddy that's got and that like runs a that charter part out there. Of it, though, yeah, drawbacks go through there through northern New York, I believe. So I thought it was something like that. Yeah, like, but it's like corn. You know, it's farm grounds. You know, it's, no, I don't. No, yeah, I haven't been there either. Never been there. Just Did, from my hair. So, have you still not done the striper trip? I was going to go out there to do salmon on on Ontario Tam. Oh, and you didn't? It's so expensive to drive out there right now. Yeah, it is. It's expensive to drive anywhere. Yeah, I was just like, geez, it's going to cost me, you know, if I, like, if I was going out there by myself, you know, it's like, yeah, I got a free place to stay and all that, but I was like, still, I'm going to spend like a, you know, thousand bucks or whatever in fuel. Yeah, but I mean, you got to live it up yeah. to some level. Yeah. But I guess if I had to pick between salmon and blue cats, my whole life I'd pick blue cats. <laughs> Although I'm going to catch a salmon one of these days. Yeah. I think I say this every time I talk about yeah. salmon. The first one I catch, I'm going to butcher him right there, and I'm going to have a bottle of soy sauce with me, and I'm going to just eat him like sashimi. we got to yeah. go catch salmon this fall. I've wanted to do it for a couple of years and haven't done it. Like up in the Great Lakes, or you yep. wanting to go northwest? No, I want to do both, but the... The reasonable one to do very quickly is up in the Great Lakes. Yeah, yeah I went and did it up there in uh, Wisconsin. I've never even seen a salmon in person. Really? Yeah. I, I've never even. Other, I've seen salmon flays in person. Yeah. And never like, an intact one. It was like one of them deals. I caught a big steelhead, which is a rainbow, you know, in the yep, lake. Yep. And I want to do them in the creeks. Yeah. Like bobber this, floating like I do bobber floating for channels. Yeah. I, I mean, that's I, a fall thing, I think. Okay. Well, the king salmon in the Great Lakes, they get mondo, don't they? Yeah, yeah. but they they return. I mean, because they they return to where they were. You they know, go back up the river. Fish, but a lot of where the those what fingerlings, I guess we'll call them, whenever they were released, go back into the harbors in which they were released yep. along like the western shore of you know like Michigan. Yeah. And for like, I I always wanted to go up there. And chase them down with live scope. You oh, don't man. have to do that. They're huh? just there. 
Well, I know, but I just want to do that. I yeah. want to chase them. You down. want to see them. I want to see them, and I want to pick out my fish, and I want to chase it down with live scope. That would be badass. Because they go Sam, into. Have you ever used live scope? No, nope, I haven't played with it yet. See, that's okay. why you can't agree yeah. with me. Yeah. But I've I've watched enough stuff. It's like it's cool. I understand. But it. I mean, they they have for you, and it's slowly catching on, from my understanding. I act like I'm an expert, but no, I mean, you can go down through those harbors and you can but side you're scan. A nerd. You're like a live scope nerd. I'll give you that. Have yeah. you brought it on the Mississippi yet? Yes. Is it cool or a pain in the ass? He said he was doing it for bait. Remember? I could catch my bait with it. But have you tried to use it for catfish? No, it's a pain in the ass. Okay, that's what I ran into. But I anyway. can catch catfish on the lakes with them, but in the current, it's, it's really yeah. a struggle. So anyway, they're side scanning. They're side scanning and they're finding these fish in these harbors and they're throwing to them. And I want to go in there with live scope and actually chase it down and catch my salmon. You did the... The live scope spoonbill thing, right? Yes. It, on a scale of one to ten of awesomeness, where would you put that? Epic. Really? That, see, I, I don't. There's this thing with me and spoonbill. I just don't think they're that cool. Okay. I what? just. I think. I. I think the way in which I did it is very cool. I think if you're the guy that goes out there and just drags, you know. Runs dipsies. Free snag and running dipsies and just dragging around trying to, I mean. Just rando find whatever. Just, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of technique to it. Yeah, you got to find the area that the fish are holding. But to actually go through there, find your fish, see your fish, chase your fish down, and then hook it was pretty cool. I, I mean, it's not the fish, so to speak. You, it's the journey to get to the fish that was cool. Do you start with the side scan? And then switch to the live scope. Yeah. Okay. Because you got to find where some fish are holding. Sure. Cover a little more turf. Yeah. And then once you find where those fish are holding, then you can go back through. And in my case, I was actually choosing the larger fish. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I mean, you can gauge them. You know, I mean, you know that you're going to drop on a fish that's over five foot long. You know, so I mean that is is cool. But I mean, there's it's it's kind of like the whole bumping thing that we were talking about. There's a lot more to it. At least I found out that, uh, you know, and just dropping a hook on them. Sure. There's a lot of, a lot of boat control, a lot of orientation and things like that. But no. When I was. Are they moving a lot? They are constantly moving. That's, yeah, that's how they eat, man. Like they. They're filtering. I know that, but I didn't uh, know like in them late. You know. They just I mean, sit on are the they like ori- I mean, like I, where we're at, it didn't seem like there was really any current, but there's always something. You know, do they? They face into the wind and always go into the wind, or so I did it where I did it was on Lake of the Ozarks, yeah, which had a lot of current in it. At so that. that was another challenge was you were fighting a fish that was moving, you were moving, there was wind, you know, there was just a lot of movement going on. I, I do know, like down in Oklahoma, where they have them in the big reservoirs, uh, where it's like no current, there's like thing. no current, you're yeah. just finding them in a hole and, and snagging them. But in my case, I was actually fighting them in the current, yeah. Added a whole nother level of, you know. All I could think of when I was in the Amazon was how badass it would be to drop live scope down and just see a wall of fish, a wall of fish, or see that freak show two hundred pound <laughs> paraiba swimming up off the bottom and slurping up like whatever's down there. You know? Take it with you next time, dude. But you got a forty two pound weight limit. Oh yeah. So that thing probably weighs with a battery, ten pounds, you know, with everything on it. So, yeah, camera gear cramps my style enough already. Like I'm kind of lean on some stuff. So, 
got to be pretty minimalistic when you go down there. Although this next time I'm taking a spotlight. Because Master Paul said if I had a spotlight, he'd run the river at night with me and take me to the, the those big, deep, like 80-foot holes and be able to put baits down there at night. I don't know if I want to be out in the Amazon <laughs> in the dark. It's just me. We fished two nights out there. Did Honestly, you? the two creepy parts were was the tarantula crawling on the side of the boat. But um, like tarantulas, I don't like them. I ain't going to play with them. But it was a juvenile, so I wasn't sure it was a tarantula. And I asked Paul, the guide, and I said, is that dangerous? When I shine the light on it, he goes, oh, yes. I said, will it kill me? He goes, oh, yes. <laughs> and then I just took a deep breath and went, are you going to do something about it? And he cut it in half with a machete right there. And I said, what is that? Baby tarantula. Like, oh, so it won't kill me. I'm like, the communication's important. Yeah. But uh, that and then the uh, the cockroaches that would crawl around under the wood floor on the boat that, I mean, they must, they're obviously in there during the day. You just don't hear them moving. And then I didn't realize they were in there during the day until we went out at night and you can hear them scurrying on the bottom of the boat. And then you put eyes on a couple of them and they're three inches long, you know, just monster cockroaches like the rats that come out at night i didn't see any rats down there i don't know about down there but you know where i'm talking oh yeah where the rats come every, out at night every damn well not every. that one's exceptional there's one in oklahoma that's even more exceptional they're so big there's rats like the size of bobcats man yeah. like they look like possums yeah that's exactly what they look yeah. like yeah like it's nuts of this damn you know they're so fat because all they eat is dead, washed-up fish and trash. And, and, They're huge. And McDonald's French fries. Yes. <laughs> there was, there They're was obese. A, there was a night I was fishing, and I fished. It'd freak out if you didn't know they were there. Oh, it freaked me out because I didn't know they were the there. The first time? First time. I'm sitting there, and it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I hear something moving. <laughs> and then, yeah, I hear the growling. and then They start fighting. and Well, I didn't hear that, but I heard like something rustling around and I shine my light and this big ass rat is pulling this McDonald's bag through the rocks, like squeezing it through this little opening. And it was the weirdest thing to see it suck down through the hole in the rocks. I don't know, man, their trip. Yeah. I don't know. I have so many good memories from that place. I was fishing with my buddy and, uh, it was another late night he fell asleep on the rocks you know you're tired when you're falling asleep on them rocks there's no comfortable way to sit well obviously i wasn't asleep and uh well not obviously but i wasn't asleep and noticed he passed out so i walked over his fishing rod and grabbed the line he had the clicker on and i just grabbed it and yanked as hard as i could and you know the clicker zings and he fell over thankfully he didn't like bang his head on the rocks and i was young enough where the idea of that happening didn't even occur to me but I laughed my ass off for five minutes straight over that one. You're just a mean bully. I'm just, I'm a joker. I'm it's thinking a you're a bully. It was a good-hearted, practical <laughs> joke, Sam. You don't have to be such a Karen about it. <laughs> what do they call a dude Karen? Don't they got a name for that? Carl? I call him Kyle. Kyle? Yeah, yeah, that works. But I think there's, I think there it's uh, open to debate. I think that's kind of a heated topic among certain crowds. Do you think that the name Karen has... It's ruined. Yeah. It's I, ruined. I feel you, like... That's a, you, you can't name I mean? your daughter Do you know Karen. any Karens? 
trying to think. I it's know, still it's yeah, an older yeah, name do. too. I know one. I do know one. Yeah. Karen. She was kind of a Karen. <laughs> yeah, I think it. But yeah. Yeah. There you go. But I feel like that's a name that's just gonna go, go away now, at least Maybe. for a few generations. Well, I mean, the old names are coming back. Like teaching, I had some Gretchens and Eleanors and and like names like that for no Apple or no no cutting or, no cutting edge names. Just yeah. the, the the old school ones are coming back. Well, but we're Midwest, so yeah, that's true. Midwest sheltered. Yeah, um, we don't have South here, so different. Would you Would you rather have a hook in your ear or a hook in your finger? Finger for sure. Why? I mean, you've got practically calloused ass hands, and it's gonna have to be really deep to even hit meat. But it's it's in the meat, so I'm thinking like hook in the ear. It's like piercing. I'd it's already it. it's already like through too. A lot like a lot of times I see people in finger, you gotta push it through, you know. And you ever had a hook like past nope. the bar? So lucky in my life. Oh my god! Can't do believe you, it. Do you even fish? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I it's, cut my hand with a bandsaw and stitched it up. With a fishing hook? With sewing thread right there. I cut it with a bandsaw all the way down to the bone. No shit. And then I stitched myself up because that was right during the whole corona deal and I was leaving for Texas the following day and I was scared that they'd tell me I wouldn't be able to go. Well, they might have told you you wouldn't be able to go. Because, so, yeah, I stitched myself up, gave myself eight, eight cut it down to the bone, stitched myself, gave myself eight stitches right through there. Well. So I think I could take a hook through the hand. But have you ever had one through the hand? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I have. I mean, nothing really memorable. Well, it must not have been too bad. No, I've had, I've had one that was bad. I've had had two buddies that got hooks in their hands in both fishing for hybrids, and they, you know, you throw in a crankbait and you grab the fish and the fish thrashes, mm-hmm. and then the hook ends up in your hand and have to pop them out. Do the old line. You know the line loop method. And snap it, and you you say I'm going to count to three, and you pull it out on two. Yeah, works pretty good. You got to start doing it on one now because everybody's used to two now. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. You you already I was already at that point, and now everybody knows what's coming at one. So <laughs> I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to count to like four. I think just go. Are you ready? Back. I'll count down to, and then just do it. Well, at least now they have no idea what what direction I'm going. Yeah. I could I could stick with two now because now you can go to options. four. Be like, all right, I'm going to count to like 69. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've only had one bad hook in me, but it was terrible. I snagged, so I've gotten, I might have already told this story. You about got me today, so. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) Uh, But I I snagged this like 10-pound channel cat in the tail with a jointed Rapala. And it was a a pretty cool morning because they were like, I was out there early and there was a storm coming in, and the channel cats were, like, tuned up on this reservoir. And I was trying to catch white bass throwing this Rapala, and the channel cats were crushing it. And I caught, I don't know how many, a lot. But this one, I don't know if he was just on top, and I drug it into his tail, or if he swirled on or whatever. But snagged him in the tail, and this is really light tackle, like four-pound line. He, uh, And I was only using four-pound line because... It was at a point where I'm like, I'm going to try to catch everything on four-pound line. So I fight him, fight him, fight him, get him in the bank. He gets close, takes off, gets close, takes off. And it's just this boring, repeated dance of almost having him. And I can't turn him because he's hooked in the tail. So I just ended up grabbing his tail. 
when I grab his tail, the one of the hooks, he thrashes and one of the hooks goes in my finger and the other hooks are still attached to this fish that's thrashing Ooh. around. And obviously it's passive barb. I can feel it grinding into the bone of my finger. And I am like, I yelled a single obscenity when I messed my boat up on the garage door. I yelled many obscenities when I was attached to this fish. But I ended up stepping on him and like somehow reaching over to my tackle bag, get my pliers, popped the hooks out of him, pushed the fish back in the water, and then... I'm looking at my fingers with blood running out, and somehow through all that flat splashing and thrashing, I only had one hook stuck in my finger. That's lucky. Yeah, that that is lucky, and the fact that and then I replaced the trebles a week or two prior, and the trebles had a, a much thinner barb than the ones you would normally get on their apples, and I ended up just pulling it out with pliers. Uh, I think a lot of times it's just easier just to go with it then pull it back out the 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 barbs were so small on these trebles where it wasn't pleasant but it's not like i tore a ton of meat out when i did it it was just i just popped it real quick and then it was over yeah i'm still going with the hand rather than the ear i'm going with the ear ears don't hurt the ear bleeds so much though yeah this is blood doesn't hurt though yeah i got plenty it's fine cut my ear off one time did you how'd you do that we don't know, actually. What? All right. Start at the beginning. So, brush hogging. This was a long time ago. How we, the hell do you cut your ear off? All right, you're telling us. I'm, t- I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you. So, we, we were, I was brush hogging. I was, I was working. And we were about to put a water line in. And it was the middle of summer. So, we had to, had to clear a path, basically, to run the temperature through. And I'm on this open cab tractor. And I'm, I'm brush hogging a, a path, basically, that we could... You know, install this water line, and I'm going downhill, and I've got the brush hog on. It had chains on the front, you know, damp with that, just like normal. And all I remember is something hit me in the back of the head, and I assume that I blacked out for a little bit because I come to and I look down, and there's just blood all over the center of this the center piece of this tractor. And I had this thing wide open, and I guess whenever I knocked that myself out, I must have put my foot on the clutch, luckily, because I was going downhill anyway, so I must have been riding the clutch a little bit. This tractor's running wide open. So I idle it down, and I, I feel the back of my head, and I've got you know a big bump on the back of my head, and then I grab my ear, and about two-thirds of my ear is just hanging completely oh my God. free. Of course, it was the middle of summer, you know, 100 degrees, so it's just bleeding like no other. I bet. Know? And... Uh, the other guy I was working with, he was working down the road about a mile or so, clearing out some brush. And so I called him up. I said, "Well, I think we got an issue." At least you had a phone to call. Yeah, I had a phone. Yeah, and uh, prior to cell phones, that and you had two ears. You had a backup. Yeah, I had the good ear there. I could listen. Yeah, we're yeah. so we're just positivity, right? Yeah. Now. Oh yeah, really glass half full. Yeah. So yeah, he came and got me, and uh, he said, "Man, you're really screwed up." He's like, "We need to take you to the hospital." And so they go to the we go to the little little town small hospital, and I still remember this. They were so concerned with my insurance information that they wouldn't treat me initially. And I'm sitting here at this 
doctor's office on his desk and i'm just bleeding all over the place we're trying to get the insurance figured out and finally they get that squared away they take me back to the emergency room and put some gauze on it or whatever and, you know physician or whatever from the emergency room he comes up and he keeps flicking it and touching it. he's like i think i can sew this sucker back on he kept saying he thinks he could i was sitting there quit thinking and I, do it i was like i don't think i want you to be working a, on my not a lot of confidence yeah so, from this guy yeah anyway so i so let's 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 see about a specialist maybe this would be a better idea so <laughs> He's like, nah, I, I got it. Yeah, he said, I don't believe we have the tools here. I said, I don't believe you have the skill. But anyway, <laughs> so they took me to a specialist, and sure enough, I had like, I don't know, 14 or 15 stitches to sew my... That's not too bad for reattaching part of your Top ear. part of the back of my ear, and then the uh, the big hole in the back of my head got a few too. So went back the next day and uh, never did find what that brush hog must have picked up and flung out and and hit me with it. that's bizarre we didn't know if it was you know barbed bar, wire glass bottle or whatever never really found anything but well if it hit you and like almost knocked you out it'd be something pretty something solid pretty yeah, yeah heavy yeah. you know so could just been a rock it knocked your ear off <laughs> like tore it off right and he did a pretty good job i'll give him that the plastic surgeon that did it. he sewed it back on but he just didn't get it quite right so it's now, not something that i noticed no yeah. you can see a scar wherever you really notice it is trying to get like earbuds mm they're a bitch to get it to fit because I got two different sized ear holes now. You're like a wrestler. Yeah. Just not as badass. No, yeah. no. I just don't have any cool stories. Right. Well, that's a cool story. Yeah. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. See, and here I was cry, crying earlier because I got a boo-boo from a flathead, so it kind of stings when I was reeling in the fish a little bit on my finger. And your hook in your hand. Oh, the hook that hit you in the face? No, that one. Not. That one not. I'd still take a hook in the hand. No. In the ear for me. Yeah, I'll take the ear too. But anyway, I hooked—I don't know—a blue. I hooked a blue cat, fought him with the boat, kind of put some straight heat on him. We saw it. We saw it. It almost counted. No, it doesn't count. Almost. But what happened was the interesting part. It happened. The reason why it doesn't count is part of the interesting part because I was heaving on it and it was at the top of the water and I don't know. You think he was twenty foot behind the boat? Right. Yeah. 20 foot yeah, about that yeah leaned on him real hard and then the hook flies out and then two ounces of lead and an eight dot circle hook comes back at light warp speed and everybody ducks out of the way and i hear a tink like the hook hit somebody's sunglasses and i think it was yours it hit me in the face right it caught like part just the edge of the sunglass and hit me like right there in like the oh, cheekbone nobody's heart hurt it, Spencer didn't even turn around. He goes, is everybody all right? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even turn around. I was looking at him. He goes, is everyone all right? I wanted to, you know, have some expectations of what I was going to be looking at when I turned yeah. around. And I go, and I'm like standing there. I go, is there a hook in my face? And you go, no. I go, no, we're all good. Have you? I ever, didn't know. Have you ever got snagged in a tree like with a catfish rig because you snag yeah i broke a rod doing that one time trying to get it out well that ain't so bad have you hit yourself oh where you try to free it well that's what i was i've done that i've I've never the weight shot back yeah yeah Yeah. i never hit myself i've had you ever had one come back and hit the edge of like the side of the boat oh how loud it is oh dude if there every fish in the five mile radius yeah you're like yeah we better just move out of here no, I had one in high school. I was using a slip float and had split shot on the line, tossed in a tree, and it was mono, so it was extra stretchy. And 
the uh, branch was bendy, so I had it real wound up trying to bust it. And it's I, so hard, green like a green. Oh, dude. oh it's impossible. Dude. And mono makes it even worse. Exactly. And then, but once I finally busted it. Those be, those split shot came back at me. It had to be a hundred mile an hour. <laughs> like I ducked, and I'm not saying they would have hit me, but they were close, close enough where I heard them going like right over my head. Yeah, not not ideal. Yeah, a lot of force, a lot of force. <laughs> no, go back to that's actually I I installed a uh, a motor cover this year just to keep my motor. From getting beat up from the weights i did that this year and i feel like it's very much helped three way how many rig. times you had it hit there so many times really yeah like what spencer did where it shot back no no more like anchor fishing oh. or you know you get a fish up to the side of the boat and thrashing around and yeah you ever see any weird stuff on the water whales well freshwater whales. whale but I mean, just weird experiences on the water. There's this dude, Corey. He messaged in, and he had a video. And I'm gonna try my best to remember to post this on like Instagram or something when I, when this podcast goes live. But dude, it looked legit. Looks like a UFO. The email story. I, I'll look for the email while you guys are talking. But the email story. Is, I, I you're the one, one driving this. I got one similar, and like I am not the person to believe in ufos or aliens or i'm not superstitious or anything like that but i have had one experience in my life that i cannot explain and it happened out on the lake and it was i don't know probably seven or eight years ago you know everybody blames it on like starlink satellites and Mm -hmm. things and stuff now but this this was before this was this was pre before elon was in before elon was in space yeah and uh once again i was bow fishing at night of course and this time i was by myself and i was headed back to the ramp he's waving you but sensuous yeah it's 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 just take a full round please anyway if you don't mind so going across the lake and um i got a boatload of fish 55 gallon barrel full of fish and i am hauling ass across the lake and out of nowhere this green dot comes up and i'm ripping across the lake 30 mile an hour and this green dot just like floats with me for what seemed like a good minute or two it probably wasn't near that long i mean just the brightest green thing you've ever seen and i'm sitting there staring at it of course this was was this in illinois yes and it was probably about two o'clock at night i probably pretty tired but i'm not i mean i was very aware because i was driving a boat across the lake well when things make abrupt quick movements it's not like those are the ones that you don't imagine yeah you know if something's subtle and not obvious oh no it was right there floating with me for a good bit and then it was gone and like i i can't tell you what the hell it was but to this day i can't explain it but it was that was the weirdest experience i've had as far as i don't know it's bizarre it's weird yeah i've never i've never had none i I can't explain what it is what it was but i've never experienced anything else like that yeah every everything like i've never had any real weird ones and then if anybody ever asked me about sasquatch i always make a joke about sam correct yeah i could see that my the email that Corey sent i think that's a new river certified shirt It'll be like me and, you know, the Sasquatch pose, and it'll be like, have you seen him? And I'll be... That 
has a lot of potential. <laughs> have you seen him? Yes. But it's me, like, yes. in that pose. Uh, Corey's, Corey's last little sign-off on his email is great. It was, He said, it was as big as a football field when directly over the top of us. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> With aliens, if you don't think there's something out there, that's the biggest waste of space I've ever seen in my entire life. If you don't think that there's other life out there. I, I heard that from a statistical point of view, it's less likely that there isn't life than that there is life. There has to be. Not saying it's intelligent, but there probably is. Now, like, yeah, what what the life? Yeah, it's like. life. If you that would be alien, technically, right? Yeah, life I mean, elsewhere. Would you consider like uh, bacteria on another planet aliens? What what is your cutoff for aliens? Well, the definition of aliens is anything not from here. Earth. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. A living being. A yeah. living organism not yeah. from this planet, basically, right? So, are we talking like single cell or like multiple, or are we talking intelligent, you know? I'm saying uh, anything, anywhere. Yeah. I'm going if with, you don't think there's something else uh, out there, I, mathematically, it's just like, I'd take those odds every day. There's trillions of planets out there. Yeah. yeah. Trillions. And you're not saying one of those, one in a trillion doesn't have life? Think there's, <laughs> think there's more catfish out there? No. Gosh. Oh, on other plants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Bigger. Got, I mean, there's catfish everywhere on this one. There's got. Do you think there's uncatchable ones out there? I don't think that is possible. I'll get them. You, you get them? on me. <laughs> Spencer's like, all right, I just need this. This transport ship. What are, the, what are them real big ones? Like the tank, not the tankers, but the cargo ships. Big, the, the nuclear ones. So big. I, take all I need this stuff. for the buoyancy. <laughs> and he just builds like a crane off the front of it. I'll get them. Yep. I'll get them. I don't, don't put any drag on that crane. <laughs> I don't need any drag. <laughs> I'll get it. You ever, a, a way. you ever had any weird ones, Sam? I never had, like, I've seen some weird stuff but never anything like close you ever get just wigged out on the water we talked about this on a few podcasts ago but sam didn't Did we? talk about it no you weren't on them but if you haven't been scared by something on when you've been out at night catfish by yourself you haven't done enough yeah that's, I, I, is that a good way I would, to put it i would be 100 percent on board with that i don't, I, I don't I, agree 100 percent with anything you say but yeah i agree with per, that yeah. give me like 96 percent on that one is 100 okay good yeah but like yeah if you spend enough time out there something's gonna scare shit out of you eventually i don't care how big and tough you yeah are. the most freaked i ever got ever talk about that on here definitely not oh when i was i was in a town too but nobody else was there i was at a low head dam in a pretty good sized town do you think that's creepier though when you're surrounded in an area with people but nobody's there versus being in the middle of nowhere when no one's there because it just <sighs> I don't know. To me, it just feels more normal. I was pretty close to a hospital at this one, so I felt pretty safe. Okay. I don't know. Like, I was just sitting there, you know, it's chilling, sitting there, and all of a sudden, something ran fast inside my face, and it was a bat. You got hit in the face with a bat? Ran right inside my face while I was sitting there oh, fishing. freaked me the hell yeah. out. Scared the shit at me. Well, and then, I mean... Bats don't run into things. That's what I'm saying. So if he's running into your head, there's something wrong with him. I wouldn't know what it was if it wasn't on the ground. Well, I like that's how. You... At, yeah, that's the only reason I know it was a bat. 
Okay. I guess I had that. I had this on video. That one bat that just landed on the ground, and uh, <clears throat> I can't remember if I was fighting a fish or I was messing with something. And Ryan mentions the bat, and I thought he was cracking a joke about something else. And he goes, "No, there's a bat behind you." And I turn around, and sure as shit, there was a bat walking around on the sandbar. And I think I poked it because I feel felt obligated to poke it. Yeah. And then I turned around and resumed what I was doing, and I turned back around, and the the bat was just gone. Yeah. But like, why this, the hell was, it, he was this? Was that one of them little guys? Like, yeah, a little brown. This I don't know. This one was bigger than it was you know i used to think there was only my understanding at one point in time was there was only one species of bat in iowa but i think there's there's several this one was bigger than you know them little ones you see just that it yeah, was, the ones it, we got about the size of that can there. yeah this was bigger than that it was a good sized bat does that make it more because we don't no, but it hit me hard oh i suppose, like, I, I suppose like, yeah I wouldn't have known what happened if that thing wasn't there. I would have been like, somebody throw some? You know, I wouldn't yeah. have known. Huh. I think they're cool. No, I, I'm a fan of bats. I'm a fan that they eat skeeters, and I think they look cool flying around, but I don't want one anywhere near me. Oh, I must have some of them down at my house because somewhere in back in the timber because they'll come to the pole light, and you can throw rocks up, and they'll chase the rocks. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Well, yeah, mess with them. so I went and checked something, and what I went up to the attic in the winter, I think we had we heard like mice or something running around up there so i went up there to put some mouse poison and uh i opened the the crawl like the, i had a ladder and went through the attic entrance and there was a piece of drywall on top of the insulation and i crawl up in it and i step on the drywall and i hear a high-pitched squeak and i lift up the drywall and there was two bats under there and i'm like Oh, sorry, guys. Put the drywall back down. Went and did what I did, and then then left. But there's there's like no there's no openings from the attic into our house. Oh, I'm like they they're not getting in here. They never did. And I don't know bats. Bats are kind of on the downward decline. So I'm. Oh, really? Yeah. Like there's a handful of different reasons. One of them is communicable. Communicable is it communicable? I can't talk. Diseases from being around large concentrations of similar species. How about that? And uh, one of them is white nose syndrome. I think it's a, a fungus, fungal infection that they spread to each other when they're hanging, like spending the winter together. Not from doing bumps. From doing bumps. You get white, white stuff on your nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> from bumps. I wasn't too serious of a mindset to catch on that one. I thought you'd catch that one. Um, but yeah, they're, that's that's one big thing that's led to pretty substantial decline in their overall population. So if if I don't have to kill a bat, I don't kill a bat. I don't think I've ever killed a bat. I caught a bat in school once. In the school? In the school. I was in the middle of a lesson. And Did you actually have a net in your truck or something? No, kind of. Not my it would have been nice if you had a net. You know? Well, all right, so the story goes, I was in the middle of class, kid pops his head through the door and goes... Hey, hey, Bauer, because nobody called me Mr. Bauer. Everybody called me Bauer. But it's like, hey, Bauer, we need you right now. And I said, no, you don't. I'm doing stuff. You know, get out of here. And he says, no, there's a bat in the hall. We need you to catch it. And I knew there was butterfly nets in the other science teacher's room. So I went to the other science teacher's room. And it's like, hey, how come I'm the bat catching dude? Well, you're the blah, blah, you know. 
outdoorsman or outdoorsman whatever. like critter guy okay whatever grab the butterfly net and everybody was apparently aware of this bat because as I was walking down the hall there's like kids looking through the windows of the doors as I'm going by and uh get this net walk out in the hall and this bat's flying up and down the hall like out of a movie you know just how exactly how you'd imagine and it, it flies back down the hall towards me dipping and diving and doing freaking cartwheels and stuff in the air i make one swing with that butterfly net and get him right out of the air and nobody acknowledged how badass that was <laughs> that was I'm the best of, part i'm like kind of pissed off about it because i'm like did you not see what i just did that was like the sickest knuckleball in human history <laughs> And I hit it out of the park on the first swing, and nobody even gives me a pat on the back over it. Did you no-sell it, though? Or did, like, where it did act like it was no big deal and just walk off? Like, a, you know, like, uh, or he didn't sell how awesome it was? Uh, well, no. No. Like, you didn't, like, catch it? <laughs> so you caught it and threw, like, a one-up in the air? Yeah, I caught it and turned to the kid looking out the window, and I was, like, pointing at the net and said, did you just see that? <laughs> and he's like... Thumbs up, and that was all I got. <laughs> you got to learn to just act like you do it all the time. I should have. It's no selling, you know. And then, then there would have been legendary stories written about me, yeah. but that's not the case. Yeah. What led us to the bat thing? Creepy. The stuff bat hitting me in the face, yeah. Uh, Creepy stuff, stuff that freaked you out on the river or whatever. Yeah, Seeing no. weird stuff at night on the river. The only thing I've ever had fishing. is just the feeling, basically, like I'm being watched. Yeah, you got freaked out. You said... Yeah, do you have your your little brother come pick you up? Oh, I talked about on the little kids. Yeah, little kid footprints and all then the stuff. little yeah. kid giggling noise stuff. Yeah, that was that's been discussed actually fairly recently. But that that one, and then there's been a handful of other times where just I just feel like somebody's watching me, whether somebody is or not. I've oh. I've never found out, but yeah. just, just felt that way and didn't like it. He creeped out. Yeah, I, I mean, if you let your imagination run wild, it will. Yeah. See, mine was always, your, like you said, the imagination is, I don't know if you'll get this, but sitting in a deer stand in the morning waiting for the sun to come up, and you start watching the stuff. But that's like the coolest time of day. Yeah, but it, stuff know, looks it, weird though. Stuff looks weird right before it gets daylight. Yeah. Like well, yeah, the shapes weird, and stuff start. Yeah, like, the gray, the gray comes yeah, out. Because you don't know what it is, and you're like, you're sitting there staring at it, and you're like, I know there's no way that could be what I'm thinking it is. But you can't tell until it starts to get daylight. That's but, always... but every time it gets daylight, and you're like, oh, that was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bush. <laughs> but or, it happens you know, every time. Or even time. just a weird, like, two sticks in a shadow. Yeah. Uh, and then the shadow's gone, and you're like, oh, it's just two sticks. Uh, this still happens to me every time, though. I don't know what it is about the morning, but the morning doesn't creep me out. Like when the sun goes down. Because you know it's going to get light. Yeah, that's got to be it. It's like when the sun's going down, I can get creeped out. But when the sun's coming up, it's like darkness is leaving. Anything that freaks me out, it's going to be gone here for too long. So It never seems to be like where it's like before dark. It always seems like after. Like, you know, that twilight time. I've never been like creeped out that time. But like, like you say, when you're when just sitting dark, there, yeah. all of a sudden... Or it's like if you're doing stuff and all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's pitch black out here. And you're just like, you start looking around, you're like, okay. 
That's about the only time. Yeah, same for me, really. You know, it always seems like up until it's like pitch black, seems like you're kind of doing stuff, seems like. Have you ever hand-lined a fish? So I've hand-lined a lot of fish, some accidental and some intentional. Like or a reel shucked out on you or something? Yeah, or, you know, you, I've had an instance where it's ended up in the lake and you've had to get it again, or... I have the most badass hand-lining fish then, story coming up after years ever. Back at home... There's these Vietnamese people, and they don't use rod and reels. They will take a water bottle and wrap line around it, and they'll use that. And I was that I was fishing there, and I saw them in the river, and I was like, "That just looks really cool. I got to try this." And so that was an intentional hand lining, yeah. and it is amazing how far and how accurate you can actually. I guess cast, if we were to call it that. Yeah, I'd still call it cast. Cast with that. With just a simple string and a water bottle. and It flows off there if you wind it on there, right? Perfect. Yeah. It's great. But have you ever done anything like that? Yeah, I tried it because I was curious. After watching them do it, I was like, mm-hmm. I got to do this. So I went. Did you catch anything? Oh, yeah. Like what? Uh, we, white bass. I got into a big school of white bass like that. I've um, caught several crappie like that. I, guess, I don't guess I've caught a catfish like that. When I think of hand line, unless you I'm consider catfishing, jugging big out here or not? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think in Iowa you get two. Oh no, we can have fifty hooks of any kind. No, we can have fifty hooks, whether it be strung out between like like bank lines or ditty poles or How whatever. Rod and reels? Can you have three? That's one of my. It's a well. It's a. It's. It's a very gray area, I guess. In Missouri. But yeah, it's accepted that you can have three rod and reels. What is it? Missouri's two, but if you mark them, you can have. And that's kind of the gray area in Illinois, too. It's As long as your name and address is on them, you can have up to 50 hooks. So Yeah. But no, it's generally accepted. It's three. But no, you could have 50, say, bank lines, ditty poles, banker lines, Trout line hooks, mm-hmm. whatever. So yeah, jugging's pretty big around here, which gotcha. is which is fun, you know. Whenever I, I love chasing around jugs. Sure, Sam, you ever hand line fish? Yeah, I've caught you that way. I've never intentionally just went fishing with a hand line. You got to try the water bottle thing. I'm telling you, it's yeah. I've never done that. It really makes you feel kind of primitive whenever you do it. I guess would be the problem. You think you feel like more in touch with the fish. Like it's a more intimate situation versus rod and reel. I just something I never. Here's a good video for you, Spencer. Now that you're on the hand line, fishing with junk you find at a dam. There's potential there. You know what I'm saying? Because you can find. I know you can find the water bottle. I know you can find line. I know you can find a wake. If not, you can use a rock, and you can always find a hook. So when I got my uh, hunter safety certification when I was 12, we had a lunch break. And it was at this sportsman's club that had a pond. So naturally, I gravitated towards the water when I had a little free time. And there was, uh, you could see some bluegill swimming around. And I'm like, I want to catch them. So there was some fishing line in a tree with a hook on it. And it was close enough down where I could jump up and grab the branch and pull the line out and the hook. And then I found a stick and then I went and caught some grasshoppers and caught two or three bluegills and then a catfish shows up 
mows down the grasshopper and just wrecks my little my little homemade fishing pole rig and that was the end of the fishing but uh the the badass hand lining story that i was going to tell a shark fishing so um the pen senators like the old school ones like the 16 you see on jaws the spool is three pieces so it's not like a one single piece spool they would mold these different pieces and press them together and uh, what's the reasoning behind that cheaper i mean it's old i mean these a lot of these are made in the 50s 40s. well but they still make them uh, don't they 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 do but i don't think they do that anymore it's it's a one piece now right okay i think i, mean, I don't know i just, I, I just thought they still made them they do well i don't even know if they still make them but up they might but i don't know for sure yeah i don't either they I'm not up on my ocean oceanic equipment. <laughs> Within the last 15 years, so 15 years ago when I was big into it, they were definitely still making. Fun. And there was where they they weren't three piece in. I don't think so. They might have been, but I don't think so. Okay. But anyway, so the 12 aughts were three piece. The 16 aughts were three piece, and I don't know about the rest of them. But this one dude, he was fishing with a pin senator 12 aught, and he hooks a big fish, and he had it spooled up with mono. So one of the problems with the three-piece spools is when you reel that mono under tension, it's stretched out. But when the tension is backed off, it all, you know, the, the stretch returns to the spool, and it expands up and out. And when it expands out, it can separate those pieces of the spool and compress them against the side plates so suddenly your reel is no longer functioning locks it up locks it up so the this dude mark it was mark and mark they we were fishing by him and they hook a eight foot something bull shark and i mean bull sharks are thick you know like an eight footers eight foot whatever is 300 whatever pounds probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 pounds or more and this beefcake shark, they fight hard. They call the big dogs, like the nine-footers, 400-plus pounders, they're backbreakers, man, and they really are. But uh, he's fighting it and then on mono, and then it separates the spool and it locks up, so we have to find another rod to splice the line onto for him to reel it in. And in the meantime, other mark is grabbing the mono and trying to gain whatever line he possibly can and then we cut the line and while we're splicing it onto another reel you gotta keep tension off so you can tie a knot you gotta keep tension and gain line where you can and not give it up because you you know you give it up before you can make that connection that fish is gone dragging around a shit ton of line it's not good and somehow we finagled it and made it work and then ended up even landing the fish but it was a great a shit show and exciting and cool. All, yeah, all made a good day. story. I've never had to. Just, I've never had to splice a line like that. I was just there, you know. I was, but like, like the stuff we do, it's like we're not fishing for sharks. Yeah, we just Dude, like like let's down, say don't even fight that even guy. on the river today. You know, you hooked a big one and you're real locked up for some unforeseen reason. We just start handlining it. Yeah, you know, we just pulled it in my hand. Get it in. Yeah. yeah, but it's the sharks. 
300 yards out. Oh, yeah, you have to. So you kind of you're forced into that situation. My thing is, so you, there's plenty of room. See, I would be worried, like you said, you spice it, that there would be enough room on the spool to reel in the line that's already out. And well, that was, that was just random chance that there was a reel that had gotten cut off uh, yeah. a, a day or two prior, and it was... Uh, like got broke half, off part of the way or something. Already. Yeah, it was like half or three quarter spool, but had enough room to fit all that line on. And because cutoffs happen all the time, you know, you have a school mackerel come through, or your line's been sitting for a day and rubbing on seashells, and you know, just the waves wash it along the wrong seashell, and it slices through a hundred pound mono, which happens. What do you What do you want to end with, Stu? Well, this is your deal. But everybody gets a chance to end with what they want. My end is thank you guys for putting up the, the you podcast. Can't, you can't, you can't do that. that that's so generic. But it's real because we're like completely beat and wore out. And You're more beat. I'm pretty good still. Yeah, lucky. I'm running on about two hours of sleep after we we didn't even fish. He went on all night gambling trips with his grandmother. Yeah, we didn't win anything. And we forgot lots of stuff. We forgot lots of stuff. I not stayed, really. I stayed not up. Done, well, the stuff we forgot kind of sticks out. Forgot a landing net. Yeah, you don't need that. Nah. Not on the fish we were catching today. The one that you lost, we might have wanted a landing net on. But, yeah, but we didn't even get them close enough. So I didn't even see them. You let them go way before we needed a landing net. That's, bad That's what you get for babying them. Yeah. If you would have just put it on them, you would have probably ended up in the boat. Because the line broke. Yeah. yeah, get them off the bottom. Because <laughs> the line broke. <laughs> that theory is so bad. The line broke, but you should have been putting more pressure on it. The line broke because you let him hang around the bullshit on the bottom. But did you see the cut, though? I mean, that was cut. That right. wasn't. You let him play around there for like 15 seconds. Too long. I just like enjoying the fight. What can I say? I, I, I get it. It's... It, but it brings up a great avenue for give, me to give you shit about something. Spencer gets mad like if you don't like point the boat at it and kick the rabbit button on the so you run it oh. down so you can get right over top of it and just power it. Yeah. That's how he wants to oh. catch them all. Why do you even have a drag on your reel? Yeah. That's so dumb. No, I like I like to play the fish out. It's just drag. You go to all that work to go out dumb. there and catch the fish. I don't See, Spencer's just so used to fishing the heavy, heavy, like, cover. Like, that's well, I see his that. mentality. I is see that. Trying to pull them flatheads out of it's the It's heat, cover. heat, heat. And it's, it. like, we were talking about driving down here. I'm like. Probably have a 100-pounder in the boat right now if you would have had the same mentality. Yeah. Yeah. But I got a hell of a story. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a marginal story. I mean, it's the best one of the day, though, probably. But it's a so. it's a trade off. I think Corey's um, football field size UFO is probably one of that's the best. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it always green? I've never seen a UFO, so. Well, why is the color always green, though? I've always wondered. I kind of like because green's my favorite color. It's always. That don't. Every time I you know hear what about, you're it's saying. Green. I, I always thought they see like a white light, you know? Yeah, or white. Green or white. Green or white, okay. Or red. Well, maybe green isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm saying, like when they always say it, like, you know, when guys, somebody says they got abducted, you know, they, they a white light snatched me, you know, like type of deal, you know. Is that what happened to you? 
No, I haven't been probed. When you got probed. I already knew where you were going. I beat you to it. You won. You'd be just like, come on. They probably wouldn't even want to probe you. You'd be too willing. That's got to be it. <laughs> they, they only want to do it to people that were like, no. On that note. Thanks for being on that. <laughs> Look at him change. What's, what's he talk about getting probed? On that probing note. Yeah. On the no, probing you, note. What do you guys want to wrap up with? What's the last thing? you got to pimp your YouTube channels. No, I just appreciate you guys letting me hang out with you. It's fun. Get to do some fishing on the Mississippi. Catch some fish. Yeah, the, the catching the fish stuff's nice. No, I just appreciate y'all letting me hang out with you. It's been sure fun. Thing. Sure thing, man. To be, well, you know. You actually bring it up. You're the most famous guy here. Yeah, so check out Stu's YouTube channels. <sighs> Coon Creek Adventures. You put that or outdoors. I, I always mix those two up. You actually have been on a world famous podcast. Yeah, I feel very honored or privileged to have been on that one. Yeah, that's that was cool. cool. That was cool. I think the coolest part was listening to it, knowing that hey, I know that I guy. Hung out with that guy. <laughs> I did a podcast with that guy. So you got Total Angling Adventures, you got Coon Creek Outdoors, and anything else? No, that's it. That's good enough. He builds boats. Call builds him. boats. He's Send a boat. it, shoot him an email, he'll build you a boat. Yeah. No, I get enough. <laughs> no, no. No, Do you? No. Do you I've get people wanting so you to build many it? people. Nah. India. In other countries, yeah. It's, nah. it's weird, yeah. I probably I probably get, I don't know, four to five emails a week. Wanting me no. Wanting people to, I Are you serious? Yeah. Not emails, but messages, yeah, yeah comments. Yeah, holy cow! Yeah, how biggest thing is cost? Well, what would it cost? I want to build one, but yeah, would you build it? I probably get four to five a week. Do you go? You really want to know how much it costs? <laughs> I just don't want to do it. No, no, I, I, I don't. think it just. Uh, yeah, I'm not set up. Sounds for like that. yeah, you yeah, you would have to really be set up. But yeah, anybody out there wanting to build boats, it's good at it. I got a, a lot of people. I'll send you away. <laughs> I would, it would take me so long because I'd just be, I would just think too much. I'd get too No, you'd think. be stupid not to do, go about it that way because I'd be the jackass who'd be. That's good enough. That's close. And just weld her up, you know. That's no, good. that's that's one thing that I think I did right was I took my time for so long. Yeah, but with something like that, I think you need to. You would have to, you know, so. That's the fun. Like for me, like, you know, I build quite a bit of stuff and it's like, and I build, uh, hunting blinds that i sell like a frame style blinds and like the fun part like for something like that is like coming up with the concept and doing the original fabrication like the prototype because after that once you get the prototype oh, yeah. then you build a jig table and it's just it's production you know you're just cutting everything and just welding it together there's no thinking you know you could just you just go and you just go yeah which i mean it was cool like you know the satisfaction of being able to fish out of it's really cool but i still had a, a blast building it too i mean that was i couldn't imagine because the satisfaction of taking a fishing rod that you built and to catch a fish on it is pretty awesome but you would bump it up so many new levels <laughs> I was say, it's a couple levels in, up. in a boat like holy cow that'd be badass yeah. Well, you're thinking about building. You're you're in the works of building another. I'll build another one. Yeah, it'll happen here. Yeah. So. But that's gonna be Chad, right? It, you should name it the Pudge. The Pudge. Well, you said it's gonna be a little fat bastard. Yeah, it's gonna be fugly. It's yeah. Fugly's good. It's on functionality. Yeah. yeah. 
functional but ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fugly. Fugly. And tough. <laughs> and it's gonna be tough too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's a brown, uh, John Browning quote: "Build it, build it strong enough to make it work, and then double it." That's a good quote. It's a good quote. I can get on board with I'm that. I'm about 100 percent sure. That I was could Browning. see how you would be, you would gravitate towards a quote like that. Yeah, knowing how you go about things. It's not always going to be pretty, but it's going to be strong. Right, right. You got anything you want to say, Sam, before we wrap it up? Um, not really. Nothing. Nothing insightful. Oh. I mean, I could say some more quotes or something. Well, that was solid. There's probably a Bible in here. I could read some scripture or something. Oh, I'm sure there is a Bible in here. Yeah. They still do that in all the hotels? Mm, I don't check. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure some do. Yeah. I don't know. We, we, we'll have to, now. Now, we'll, now we have to look. Right. <laughs> we'll keep you posted if there's still Bibles in the hotel right. rooms. If you got a kick out of it, uh, you can support the podcast by getting you a badass set of sunglasses, Waterland sunglasses. Promo code RC15. Why are you shaking your head? Because you don't have a pair. I've told Sam. I haven't bought any because they, they were promised to me. I told so. Sam I'd give him a pair like I at least a calendar year ago. Yeah. Probably the last time you were sitting here. It's a real possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I think it was part of the payment of, you're like, yeah, I'll get you a pair for a bar on the boat, we'll say. That's what it was for. Wow. Good enough. For I me. don't know. I'm just making that part Somebody up. Somebody got a hell of a deal. Okay. <laughs> me. Uh, but yeah, you can get your own promo code RC15. What else? You leave a review on iTunes. That helps a lot. It helps promote the podcast to a new audience and and whatnot uh bigfoot bushcraft fire starters promo code spencer bauer you save 10 percent. we get a little kickback and that helps and they are legit badass fire starters because i'm far from a boy scout and i can start a fire anywhere i started it in like slushy snow just to test it out like with wet wood and it started within like a minute or less it was pretty awesome I don't know. I'm not big in the promo code thing. That's like the only two I have, and they're the only two I like. So that's why I promote those. But that de- really does help. So all those things help. Buy and some merch. Yeah, you can get some merch. And leave comments if you want a Sam Squint shirt with me on it because we'll get it made. What What did you say the quote was? Like, Have you seen him? Have you seen him? <laughs> Sam Squint. <laughs> Yep. Comment. Uh, send me an email, spencerrivercertified.com, and uh, we might have to get them rolling. That This was the source of the straight heat stickers that are rolling strong. That so, also started in a hotel room was where that came up with. It might have been. I, it was in Illinois. I know it was. It was this time last year uh-huh. when we were here. Well, when you came out with them, but the quote came about when we are in Illinois. Uh, in it? the winter. Oh, it was in the winter. When That's we right. went over to, you know, where we were. That's right. So, yeah, if you want the Sam Squanch, have you seen him, T-shirts. <laughs> What's the number? How many How many emails? How many requests do I need to get for that? Uh, you think, might need to talk about it on the YouTube. I think the straight heat, I I needed uh, 100, and I got 100. Well, yeah, but, probably in the first hour. No, it took a minute. No, but, that's what we're we got it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say it 50. 50 requests. Oh, you can get more than that. You get 50 requests for the, the Have You Seen Him Sam Squanch shirt. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thanks for taking time to listen.
for real. Appreciate the hell out of it. Hope you catch a giant. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. -head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.